Brothers of Metal, Sisters of Sonic Evil, all those who serve our Dark Lord below, this is your vile priest, Gonthog. Welcome back to the Great Metal Debate Podcast. We have for you a must-listen on this episode. You know, we've spoken with many incredible heavy metal musicians, but this may be the best we've ever gotten. My wicked accomplice, Brian, scored an interview with Cam Pipes, singer from Three Inches of Blood. Hailing from British Columbia, Three Inches of Blood is one of the classic Canadian metal bands. They have amazing albums like Advance and Vanquish, Fire Up the Blades, and their most recent offering, Long Live Heavy Metal. Cam and the 3IOB crew just finished a long tour in support of that offering, during which they filmed a revealing documentary called Warriors of the Great White North. Make sure to check out this documentary of the band, available for download on Vimeo.com. It is well worth it. As we cut out to Brian's interview with Cam, don't forget to check out the Great Metal Debate podcast on SoundCloud.com and YouTube.com. If you like what you hear, be sure to give us a like on Facebook. Hey, Great Metal Debate fans, welcome to a special interview session. I'm Brian, and with me tonight we have Mr. Cam Pipes of uh, Three Inches of Blood fame. Cam's a vocalist for the band from uh, Victoria, British Columbia. Cam, welcome to the Great Metal Debate podcast. Uh, cool of you to join us. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. Now, Cam, I always like to start with this question. Uh, many people who come to love a certain style of music have what they, uh, what I like to call a moment, the moment, uh, the moment of epiphany or sort of a semi-religious thing where you say, this is it, you know. This is the music I love, I listen to, and if I can, I'm going to make it till I die. For for me, it was Back in Black. For some, it's a concert. For some, it's a video. Did you have one of those moments where it's very meaningful for you and you realized this was it? Well, um, it's hard to pinpoint an actual moment, but um, if I picked a, like an album like you just did with Back in Black, I'd probably say right. uh, Iron Maiden Power Slave is probably the one that uh, over and over just kind of keeps coming back that really reinforces why I like heavy metal and why I play it and just really what inspires me about, uh, about the whole genre. Yeah, that's an excellent moment to have. I actually hear uh, elements of Iron Maiden in some of you guys' music. Um, got, were you going to say something? Go ahead. No, that's, oh, okay. you, got, you got that right, though. <laughs> we okay. definitely have that Iron Maiden influence. We've oh. had that comparison oh, yeah. a, a lot uh, throughout our careers, so. Uh, it's, uh, it's it's pretty accurate. Excellent. Now, along those lines, when when did you understand that your voice wasn't just like this gimmick thing? You you could be a vocalist and do this. You, you started in a school choir, right? Well, I uh, yeah, I, I did a little bit of that when I was like really really young. I, mean, I don't really remember uh-huh. those days too much. It wasn't <laughs> singing wasn't really something I liked doing until later on. I started. Uh, in my first bands, maybe when I was like 14 or 15, I kind of just fell into the vocal thing because yeah. the guys I first started playing with didn't really want to sing, so I just kind of would belt it out. You know, I started off in punk, right. punk bands, so it wasn't like you had to really had to be good anyway. But 
something I just did intermittently every now and then. And the uh, singing uh, as I do now um, was something I just kind of developed by accident. I just kind of figured out that it was fun to try and, and sing like Bruce Dickinson or or King Diamond, um, guys like that. And, and friends of mine sort of took notice and were like, Hey, you should, uh, you should hook up with these guys. And like, they're, they're playing, they're playing, uh, metal that's would, would fit your vocals very well. And they don't really have a singer like that. So, um, that's how I joined three inches of blood was just like, I knew guys who were playing heavy metal, sort of the gallopy, you know, Iron Maiden kind of worship, but, uh, um, and there were people I knew and then eventually they just kind of got word of what I was able to do and, uh, asked me to do a little guest performance, I guess, on a, on a recording. And it just sort of went from there and eventually they just asked me to join the band. And Yeah. Now was Justin singing originally or no, and then you were guest singer or Justin came into it later on. We had, uh, okay. like around two, about 2004, uh, the two, uh, main guitar player, or the two guitar players who uh-huh. sort, of, uh, sort of started the band, they just kind of weren't into it anymore. They were just kind of falling out of favor with the music right. biz and the, the whole metal thing in general. So they just kind of decided they wanted to go about their way and do their own thing. And Justin is someone who I had played in a band with before uh, right. when I had lived in Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the band had since relocated to Vancouver. So, um, he was one of the first guys I thought of to, uh, come into the fold. Uh, so I called Justin up and was just like, Hey man, like be interested in keeping this band going with me. So, right. um, that's how he came into it. And then down the road, he ended up, um, doing vocal duties as well. Cool. Cool. Uh, did you play an instrument? When you first started out? Yeah, um, I started playing... Well, I, I played piano at a very early age. Hated it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, small part of me kind of wishes I'd kept it up just so I had <laughs> that little bit of extra ability. Sure. But uh, um, that at least gave me some kind of musical uh, base. And then right. um, when I met uh, a buddy of mine who I started my first band with, he was a guitar player. And I was like, man, I really I should learn how to play guitar. It'll be really cool. And he said, he said, why don't you learn how to play bass? It's uh-huh. a lot easier to learn, and <laughs> and you can sing, and we'll just find a drummer. So I was like, okay. So, um, at the unenviable task of telling my parents, yeah, I don't want to play piano anymore, <laughs> and I want to, but they took it really well because cool. because I was swapping another musical instrument yeah. uh, for it for piano. They uh, they were okay with it because they they just at least wanted me to be uh, musically creative in some aspect. So they were fine Very with cool. that. Yeah, and cool. my my parents were always supportive of us jamming in their basement yeah. every well, only <laughs> when absolutely necessary. But yeah, uh, you know it, it's good it's good to have parents like that. So if if, if kids out there are embarrassed that oh their mom or dad is at their show, don't be. Because you're lucky that you should, you should uh, lucky to have parents that uh, that'll not only let you jam in their basement or whatever, but you know they're actually supporting you enough to well, they'll they'll come to your show. So 
don't be embarrassed. You know, I was used to <laughs> call. So when I was in, when we would play shows in Victoria, and my dad was there, I'd be always like, "Hey, my dad's here. Say hi to my dad." Oh. So that kind of thing. Excellent. Yeah. Well, it's good to have that support. Now, I was hoping you tell the truth, Cam. You you know that you became a vocalist when you found out that all the chicks loved the front man, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't make you comment anymore on that for fear of, you know, breaking a few hearts. <laughs> no, nah, nah, that's fine. Um, cool. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> there, there's a lot of uh, rock and roll um, myths out there. And, <laughs> to, and and that one is, I mean, that one's not like a myth, but it's definitely exaggerated, I'm sure. Sure. Um, yeah. It's, uh, you know, sure, I I guess the, the vocalist or the, you know, maybe the lead guitarist gets the most attention, but... Uh, Really, it all comes down to the uh, charisma of the individual, I guess. And I'm yeah, really well, a pretty reserved guy off stage, yeah. so um, and That's I'm a happily good. married man, so I, I I don't really hey, put myself there out there anyway. There you go. Uh-huh. I just wanted to put you on the spot a little bit. I, you know, now I would I'd ask you about what it's like to be on the road, but uh, Cam, I have seen Warriors of the Great White North, and I think I actually know. Mm-hmm. Now, it appeared to me. For you guys, it was as much about the lifestyle as it is the music. You guys genuinely seem to love what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we start off playing music, any kind of music, and you should because it's fun. And and yeah. I mean, that's certainly um, why I started playing music. Cause it was fun. You're hanging with your buddies, and then eventually you can play your music for other people. And if, if you yeah. suck, you don't really care too much, or you shouldn't, then because eventually it'll get better. But um, yeah, this is yeah. we do this because it's fun, and this I think the secondary aspect of it is because other people like hearing it, and then yeah. but then eventually that becomes just as important I think as yeah as having fun with it. I mean, if it's not fun, then you know why do it? But uh, right. um, luckily we've been able to turn this into a career of sorts and. Mm-hmm. You know, we can uh, make a bit of a living at it, and uh, and that's just uh, just a bonus. I I certainly never anticipated I'd be taking my music, you know, outside of my hometown as far right. as I have, and going to you know going to Europe and Japan and and places mm-hmm. around the world. So um, I could sort of look at everything as a bonus after that. But yeah. um, you still got to be humble at the same time. You can be excited about mm-hmm. it, but you got to really appreciate what you've got and that most bands aren't going to get that kind of opportunity. So, um, no matter how popular successful you, you are, or you think you may be, um, I think it's important to stay grounded and just be respectful because you know, that old saying is all the people you see on the way to the up to the top are the same people you're going (laughs) to see on the way to the bottom when you're shit and no one cares about you anymore. So (laughs) don't burn your bridges. Like no matter how small you think the, uh, the people you are you're dealing with it, it didn't appear this way in the documentary itself but was it uncomfortable having that much of your life under the camera were there um, awkward moments i didn't really notice it overall for the most part um right i think what you don't notice too much in that is um on that tour in particular i was working i was doing merch for us at the time right yeah. so a lot of the backstage stuff, I wasn't there for most of it because I was out front at the merch table. Yeah. And, and Tom, who was our our buddy who who filmed it, he he didn't really stroll to the merch booth that often. So, right. um, yeah. 
I uh, it, but even for the stuff that I was there for, it's it's pretty easy to like just ignore it. Like I, I think I can see why people would watch like something like that or a reality right. show and be like, how can they just not know it's there and pretend it's it's not there? They they, they must be uh-huh. putting on a bit of a show. And to some extent, a lot of those a lot of those those shows they they are, but. Yeah. For people like us, I think we're very good at just maybe we see it in our peripherals briefly, but then right. once you're you're getting into a, like a serious discussion about something, then um, or or especially with the show, then you're not really paying attention to anything else but uh, what you're playing, and you know you're paying attention to the to the crowd. So right, right. It, it it's eventually becomes pretty easily to just kind of you know he's there, but. Right. You're not really thinking about it, so. Yeah. Well, it didn't come off as a reality show by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, it came good. off as very genuine. Well, yeah. that's good. <laughs> now, I, I, I didn't see a lot of fighting, and I don't care about names or details. That's not what I'm talking about. I want to know the process really more. But when there's conflict, is it more about personal or band stuff? And do you just have to take some time off from that, or how's that work? Uh, sometimes it can be both. Uh, luckily... It's never come to blows in this band. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you mentioned that. There, the there's definitely been some heated arguments. Some people are uh, better than others at uh, picking their words carefully when there is a disagreement. Right. Um, others, I mean, not not toot my own horn, but my, people like myself, uh-huh. I think, are a little more diplomatic and can yeah. use a sort of a more uh, calmer tone to kind of diffuse things. Right. But you know, but also everyone has their kind of hothead moments where they're just kind of gonna lose their shit. But you know what? Eventually, sure. yeah. it doesn't. Things don't really fester too long. Usually, mm-hmm. you just gotta take a little bit of break and maybe because sometimes things heat up in the van while you're driving, and there's not really a whole lot you can do. Right. And then, but usually, once you get to the next gas stop or once you get to the venue, then usually yeah. someone has the sense to be like, "Okay, man, like." Now that we've had a little time to cool off, this right. is the problem I have with this. Sure. This is why, and and we're we're pretty good about being direct and and saying yeah. this is why you pissed me off, and I don't like how you did this, and and da 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 da, and then it goes back and forth, and then some kind right. of understanding is usually reached, and the problem doesn't really build for more than you know a, a couple hours, so. Cool, cool. Uh-huh. But then, at other times, uh, <laughs> add a little bit of alcohol, and it can get a little more heated than it, it should, sure. but still, it's never really come to physical stuff, because there's usually somebody who maybe isn't directly involved in the conflict that isn't yeah. quite as inebriated, or not inebriated <laughs> at all, uh, that can yeah. kind of come in and be the diplomat and diffuse it, yeah. and, or just kind of help out, be the mediator. Yeah, alcohol is the fuel for fiends and fools, I've heard The say. cause of and solution to all of life problems, uh, as Homer Simpson would say. <laughs> now, where can fans get a hold of the uh, Warriors of the Great White North? Well, we uh, <clears throat> excuse me, we have it for, uh, you can download it now on our, uh, we have a page, it's 3iobfilm.com, uh-huh. and uh, you can download it there, it's it's basically being hosted by uh, Vimeo and it's you right. just can go download it for five bucks and and uh, and there you have it 
it is well worth the five bucks. Let me just say that straight up. I, I loved it. Very genuine. Well, we want to we want to make it uh, accessible. We uh, we thought about doing it for free, but of course, there's legalities with some of the music there's that's in it. Their label owning publishing yeah. rights and so forth. So they want a piece. Yeah. So we got yeah. we got to sell it for something. So All right, well, I think you deserve to sell mm-hmm. it for something. So that's cool. Yeah. All right, uh, let me move a little bit to the writing process. That always interests me when it comes to uh, being in a band. Uh, the potential to go wrong is like one bad line or one bad note away. What What's that process like for Three Inches of Blood? Uh, it's probably much the same as any other band. We just, uh, the certain guys are kind of the main songwriters. Um, myself, mm-hmm. I, I write most of the lyrics. Right. Um, and we usually come together once we've got a, a bunch of ideas and we <coughs> kind of start hashing it out and, and we all arrange the songs together. Cool. Um, pretty basic, really. I mean, uh, yeah. we go with what we like, we we critique certain stuff, and um, we record a lot of just little demos. The guys have, mm-hmm. guitar players have their little pods that they record onto, and then they'll email us riffs and be like, okay, check this out. And then, and that, uh, everyone kind of gets ideas from it. And some songs are written purely by one guy or, or the other. Sometimes it's, uh, written by two or three people. And, uh, yeah. you know, it just, the dynamic kind of varies. So, but, but it's an amalgam. Everybody puts in at some point. Yeah. Right? It, it ends up being a uh, pretty even across the board. Everyone's kind of got, about the same amount put in to the song sure. once it's all said yeah. and done. Cool. Well, let's let's stick with writing for a moment. You guys have some great topics. You talk about women a lot. Hockey. Uh, you, you even did a, uh, Art, a Ronnie James Dio tribute. You got warriors in there. Tribute to veterans and, and mythology. Now, barring the preacher's daughter, are those all themes that the band enjoys as a whole, or are you coming up with all those topics? Um, well, for the most part, they're just... Uh stuff that comes off the top of my head um we're we've been very kind of fantasy driven mythology driven yeah. over the years and i like to stick with that but i also don't want to stay purely in that realm mm-hmm. um yeah you know we're, we're we're expanding um with our themes as 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 time goes on but uh you know just whatever interests me um right. might come up like i i always wanted to do a hockey song and I had those lyrics for leave it on the ice um, right. from the from the last record but we never really found the right song to fit the lyrics and then um, and then the, the they came up with the riffs for it and and uh, you know it was a fast you know driving song so it just sort of seemed right. to fit um, I don't know I, who knows where it'll go from here but uh, right. um, battles is always uh, is always something that that works and it's always a good theme yeah. it's just a matter of whether you're going to base it on something historical or base it on right. a pre-existing uh fictional story or are you going to do something that's entirely off the top of your head and uh, sure. completely uh your own idea so yeah um yeah who knows where it'll go from there but uh that's cool. You know, when I hear "Leave It on the Ice," I wanted to go check my mom into the garage door, but I think she could <laughs> take me in a hockey fight. Right. So I won't. 
Now, let's go. Uh, our, our podcast is basically this huge debate about what makes a song metal, and categorizing seems to be a big issue uh, these days for metal. My partner, Gomthog, he's, uh, he's all about categorizing, and I could kind of care less. Some people actually get upset if you misclassify their music, and there are so many types. Um, is that something that you guys worry about? I mean, how you're, what category you fit into? Not really. I mean, I think some some descriptions are more accurate than others. Yeah. Um, I think power metal, right. uh, true metal, battle metal is kind of a newer one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Power thrash we get sometimes. Yeah. Um, it, but yeah. basically I just... Uh, heavy metal maybe is a little too basic, but that's yeah. one I, I just... I'll just say, well, we're just straight up heavy metal or traditional heavy metal. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. the the most apt description for us. But uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, we've got elements of of lots of different kind of stuff. Like uh, so, and our influences are are varied. So uh, yeah. most of the descriptions are fine, although maybe yeah. not the first one I would use. You know. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like I said, I hear elements of many bands of different kinds in your music. But you have an originality that sort of stands out. You kind of are three inches of blood, so I really like that part of it. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, when people ask uh, about uh, what did you do about, uh, did you go out about trying to sound a certain way with a record, I, uh, we don't. And I, I like to think that while each of our records are, the, uh, are their own thing, as a whole, our whole catalog has a a feel that's our own so you kind of know oh, it's definitely. our sound and definitely. uh and that's just just our process that's just kind of how we yeah, do it well, and it's and it's not anything that we we set out to do in particular but that's you know our our writing is as such that we don't repeat ourselves but i guess we've got our own sound definitely well now along those lines let me go back to you uh, personally a little bit you got a very distinct voice Iconic in some ways, kind of like um, uh, like Udo on steroids, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, now, if I try to sing like that, I'm going to rip something out. There's going to be blood and pus and guts. You have this high register. Does that much energy and pitch come to, come natural to you? Uh, well, it took some time to really control. It used to it used to really kind of hurt my voice a bit yeah. in the early days before I was used to doing it every night. Um, I've blown out my voice a couple of times. Um, yeah. Once because of a, a, a crappy uh, PA system, and then another time just because I wasn't seasoned enough to really uh, uh, have the, yeah. the the vocal tolerance. But yeah. it's like uh, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I guess in a way. Yeah. Um, you just you just kind of build up the resistance, and I find the the days off are actually what make the show the the next day harder because mm, you've yeah. had that day of rest and like singing every day kind of keeps it uh, in sure. in tune and, and warmed up all the time and um and uh, in game shape yeah exactly so um if by by playing every night it's uh, it's lotty it gets easier night night by night yeah. unless you're sick of course but uh, there are ways to just kind of power through that as best you can. Right. Now, metal vocals are, I mean, there's a great variety of different types these days. There's normal, gravelly voice, sort of heavy, growlers, screamers, operatic, even like symphonic. 
you know, where do you see metal vocals heading? And in particular, where do you see your vocals heading? Are you going to stick with the same style? I don't see why not. I mean, I, uh, right. I, I, I like to challenge myself as much as I can, but uh, um, a lot of times that comes down to the way the, the other guys are writing. Um, right. Sometimes there are there are riffs that will will challenge the, my my voice in terms of melody and and uh, and and pitch and right. sometimes the, I find the the lower registers are are what are more challenging for me because I sing yeah. in such a way um, it's harder for me to sing deeper mm-hmm. when, when I'm not doing the falsetto scream just kind of my quote right. normal singing voice is the like the gr- kind of gruffer singing right. that I do is it's harder to get lower because I'm used to being so high. So um, yeah. it, it was really a struggle at first, but then you just adapt and, and you figure out what works and, and what sounds good to you. And you just kind of play yeah. around and, 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 and I, and I learn good by ear. So eventually if I hear myself back enough on uh, some, some demos that we might be working out then yeah. I'll figure out like what, what sounds good to me and then what am I going to change up and, so, Cam, tell us about that uh, EP series you mentioned that you did right before the uh, documentary. Um, yeah, it's called uh, Live at Mushroom, and it's a three uh, seven-inch vinyl series, uh, so three cool. volumes of uh, of songs we did live in the studio at uh, uh-huh. at the famous Mushroom Studios here in Vancouver, BC, uh, right before it closed down. So. Um, it's Excellent. available through our labels at distro site, cmdistro.com, and all the vinyls are, they're limited edition pressings, and all of them are on a different colored vinyl. Excellent. Very cool. Very cool. Now, Cam, I'm going to go through what I call the lightning round. It's just a quick answer questions. You just hit me as quick as you can. Okay. Well, what's your favorite hockey team? Vancouver Canucks, baby. <laughs> Any hobbies that you have? Um, I like to play Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, oh, of, me too, dude. Kind of, you don't have to come play. That's kind of my main thing. Um, that's hilarious. I love it. Uh, uh, you, yeah. That. UFOs, real or not? I'm, 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 I, I want to say, I want to believe they are, but I'm not, I don't have any compelling reason to believe that they are. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, apologies. <laughs> All right. What do you do to get up for a show when you're not really feeling it? Um, I don't know. I, 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 the easiest thing, I think, is just to kind of get up and move around, get the blood flowing. The worst thing to do is just kind of sit around and yeah. slouch and just be like, uh, this sucks, you know. Cool. Okay. Uh, the largest crowd you've played to? Uh, probably Wacken 2008, there's about 50,000 people. Cool. Now you can't say yourself, but who's your favorite metal vocalist? Bruce Dickinson. Okay, cool. All right, Cam, and let's see here. Finally, let me ask you this. Is there anything you ever wanted to be asked, but you weren't asking in an interview? Hmm. Uh, not that I can think of. Like, I pretty much been asked uh, every question that I can, uh, sure. can conceive of. I mean, I'm sure there's more that, you know, I haven't got, but, uh, you know. Um, I, I tell you what, I will confess this. I, the first question I had written down for you was, where does your name for your band come from? 
until I saw the uh, the the documentary and you said, "What's the worst question you hate being asked?" <laughs> that's the the most. Uh, that's the that most well. often asked question. I'm sure for any band. I mean, but yeah, after a while, you you start. Well, to, don't tell me. I don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a very interesting right. story anyway, and it's yeah. and it's perfectly and perfectly fine if the journalist wants to ask that of a band that's essentially brand new. But uh, right. after a little right. while, and after being around for more than a decade, you hope you won't hear it anymore. Yeah. Well, I'm sure my version of how you got that name will be uh, much more imaginative. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, uh, can you tell us what's coming up for Three Inches of Blood? Um, at the moment, we're just kind of on a, a bit of a break. Um, guys are just kind of decompressing, you know, getting getting refreshed and just spending some time at home with uh, with family. And uh, right. Um, we do have shows coming up in uh, in our kind of region of Western Canada in the next month or two. But uh, for the most part, we're just kind of laying low until uh, we uh, feel like getting creative again. Cool, cool. And where can band, uh, where can uh, fans get merchandise and music for Three Inches of Blood? Um, well, we there are links on our Facebook page to our to our merch. You can always go through uh, uh, JSR Merchandising uh, has some of our stuff okay. as well. Um, Razmataz in Europe. Uh, if there's any uh, Europeans listening out there, um, and uh, our our music is. Uh, you can always get uh, our our CDs and vinyl through our our label's website at uh, cmdistro.com. Right. So that's uh, uh -huh. a few ways to get our music and T-shirts cool. and things like that and little accessories. So now I want to encourage our listeners to check out Warriors of the Great White North. It's a great look into a band on tour, and in particular, Three Inches of Blood on tour. Uh, and we're going to have these links up on the Facebook page soon. I want to thank Cam Pipes of Three Inches of Blood for uh, being with us. Uh, Cam, so thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. All right. I want to encourage our listeners to keep listening. Our next session uh, is probably going to be a debate or a fight, maybe even a fist fight about all things metal. Uh, and with that, we're going to be out. Thanks, Cam. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah.